jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got her the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 26 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Ryan Dawkins. Joining with me tonight is Billy from Any Given Pod. And we have a special guest, Tyler Cart from the DFF Army. This seems like a DFF pod now. They should probably get us on their, uh, their pod stream. <laughs> yeah, on the feed, right? The, the non-existent feed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I heard, I heard you guys had Paul on last time. I listened to that. We yeah, did. we did. We last did. Week, Paul, right? Paul was great. Paul is yeah, great. He yes. told, I love Paul. And he told us, or he, I think he said on there that he hadn't done much pod, many pods or didn't have much experience. And I thought he was like very smooth on that shit. I was like, wow. Like when I remember when I started, I was like editing all my shit and him, I was like, I wow, mean, this is kind of surprising. I haven't done that many pods. I think I've done, this will be like my eighth episode ever or something. Yeah. But, but you get, you get all the practice with your videos that you drop on Twitter. Man. Those are you're one like, take, you're like, dude. Those are one take I know that's good. There's no editing, That's well done. and I don't even refilm them. If I fuck up, I just kind of curse. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're curse friendly. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we have e for explicit. <laughs> I can't I, I can't help myself. But yeah, I, I don't edit those or like retake them. I just kind of go with them and hope I didn't say anything that uh, gets me in trouble. But I, it's only 59 seconds. I think I can get through 59 seconds without saying something too bad. I love those little things. So that's those are those are. Yeah, I think that um, other people should do those. I mean, it's kind of like my articles are long. Like I understand if you don't want to read like, three pages, I can give you like a little preview and be like, hey, if you want the rest, go read it. If not, cool. You at least got something out of it. It's definitely a good idea. I like those little videos quite a bit. So keep posting them. Dude. Yeah, sure. I, I do encourage people if you're listening though and you write content. And you want to steal my idea of posting a video preview <laughs> of your article? Go do it. I think it's a great way to promote your work. I should do it. I don't know why, yeah, why I hate getting why in front don't of you? a camera. You, you know, I hate getting in front of a fucking camera, dude. It's only for like, 59 seconds, though. I mean, it's not. Uh, I'll just feel like I, I'll feel I'll get like five likes. And be like, why didn't I get more? Or is it my? Was it like my fault? Or like? Sure. <laughs> Just put it in the- is it, is it this face? Is it this face? Oh, someone <laughs> someone told- You saw that message I posted. Dude, that shit is unbelievable. People are- People are brutal. On Twitter. Yeah. People are mean. But like, you have, to, you have to know that also some of those people are literally just doing it to try to fuck with you. You know what I it's mean? It's fine. I love- I, Do you know what you're right? Do you know what we're talking about? I don't know. Okay, so someone sent me a DM after the last pod I did. It was on the lateral live stream. And they told me that my face and voice were so bad that it made them want to kill themselves. Oh my God. And I was like, okay. Like they actually took the time. I know to write that in to a DM too. <laughs> and, and they, and with a, with, a mis- with misspelling, there was a misspelling mis- myself and, and took the time to correct write myself it. again, correct the, the yeah. misspelling. 
It's like, come on, man. I was like, like really, on. really. It's just like you have that much time in your day, you're gonna try to make somebody else's day bad. Like that. Right, it's fine. This is how I know that I made it. This is how I know that I made it. You just have trolls hitting you. Famous. Up. <laughs> I did not come up with that idea, by the way. People told me that. This is how you know. I used to become important when you get messages like that. And I was like, this is not how I wanted to learn that I'm important, but thank you. All right, let's hop into some questions about about you. Yes. Uh, About you. We're going to talk about you. Where could the people listening find what you do and write? Sure. So if you just follow me on Twitter at DFF underscore carp, you'll find everything. Every article that I publish, or actually anyone from DFF publishes, you'll find all of that there. So you'll find all the articles. Um, and then everything else I do is pretty much directly on Twitter. There's threads, do a video from time to time. I did one YouTube video. That Those take a while to record because I have to plan them. <laughs> so, But if, if I do any more of those, I have a Patreon. I don't publish it very much. But basically what I'm selling there is uh, basically just me. Like you can have me. <laughs> I'm such a genius that you can just ask me as many questions as you want. Uh, a lot of people ask me, can you like answer my question in a DM because I don't want my league mates to see it. And my response to that is always like, I feel bad, but like, I, I want to help your league mates too. Like I, I can't, <laughs> like I'm here for everyone. So, but I do have a Patreon if you want to buy that. Um, that's awesome it's pretty cheap i think it's like five dollars a month for some for that it's whatever yeah and i i will say uh carp and i disagree from time to time but i i i mean he the results speak for themselves he definitely does good work and uh, yeah and wins and wins a lot so he's got good advice. i also have very very good customer satisfaction <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of what i mean <laughs> no no not me i don't play that many leagues i'm kind of i'm kind of tired of playing leagues i'm tired of it but like I don't, I enjoy helping other people win a lot more than helping myself. Plus also my favorite thing to do is draft. I don't actually like running the team that much. And the draft is like my strongest suit. So I got to ask you, do you love best ball? No, no, I hate Oh, oh gosh. Why? I want to ask why. It's I mean, I, you, I'm on that train. You know me. I'm, We're I'm talking dynasty best, best ball or like draft? Just draft, like, you know, like, season yeah, long best ball. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I hate best ball so much. Well, why don't you like it? I though? just, I don't really see the entertainment in that. Like when I say my that I like drafting, I like helping someone through a dynasty startup draft specifically. Like I like trading. I like, you know, organizing the team I want and then like let them do the team management. Like there's somewhere I kind of hang around as a co-owner. Most of the time I don't, I just help them through the draft and then get them kick-started to where they want to go. That's a That's very cool. niche, like you found like a very yeah. niche thing in the dynasty community. I feel like, because like, and that's actually, I, I get that. I get like liking to like put a team together, but you're like, I don't, cause you're not also, I, I mean, you're not a football fan first, right? Like you weren't a football no. fan prior to, actually, I was right? Not, so like, but like, no, no, I understand, but I'm saying like I'm like a diehard football fan, yeah, so it's not. a little different. Like I could see where you would just like be like, yeah, go ahead and run with this team that I just created, this monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, I I can help the rest of the time, but most I'm not going to be as helpful, right? I mean, the most a dynasty league is the most active during startup, so and that's when people make the most dumb mistakes. 
And I always say that I'm there to A, stop the people I'm helping from making dumb mistakes because people make a lot of them. What do you think is one of the bigger mistakes people make in a startup job? Oh, everything. Uh, mostly picking the wrong players. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not picking good ones. No, ser- no seriously. <laughs> Uh, mostly picking the wrong players, making bad trades, just tell them not to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Overvaluing certain positions, uh, not understanding league rules. That's um, a big one. That's not understanding one. league rules is a big one. Uh, I think that's probably one of the bigger ones because they're probably just thinking something. You ask them a question and you find out you're like, oh, it's a points per carry. Like, I always like, look <laughs> at the settings before I, I help. Um, Miss or you get through like two rounds of the startup and you realize it's a six point per touchdown. Yeah. Four minus for interception. Mm-hmm. You're like wondering why there's 16 quarterbacks taken already. And you're like, oh, you also, know what I mean? Stuff, stuff, misvaluing yeah. rookie picks. Uh both rookie picks included in the startup, uh, which is happens this time of year. Misvaluing those and misvaluing them badly. But people are off by multiple rounds. I, I was, my initial year, I definitely was very yeah. off on rookie picks. Like I let them go way too late. I recommend, yeah. Or, or I went, or they, they went like way before I was even thinking of picking them. I'm like, wait, what am I doing here? I actually recommend that a person getting started in Dynasty is going to have an easier time and get taken advantage of less if they do a startup in May, where just it's just straight players. I think that's going to be easier for them than it is to do a startup now. I think is going to be more challenging because there's a lot more uncertainty. If you're new, it's going to be it's going to be more difficult to learn. I know everyone wants to jump in, but doing a startup in May with just the player pool and you're not picking this year's rookie picks, it, it's easier to learn, I think. So I, I do, I have had some trouble explaining uh, to people who are newer a little bit now, because it's just one extra variable to deal with. So just something to consider. I did my first ever startup in May of 2018. So it was that style of startup and it was it was a lot easier. I didn't have to worry about pick, where's the 101 go? Where's the 102? I was just like, all right, well, that year was the Saquon Barkley year. So Saquon is in the draft at some point. I have to decide where. Then there was uh, Nick Chubb and there was Geis, uh, Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny those kind of guys i have to decide where do i want to pick them it's just a little easier than having like a whole separate asset class 100 percent, yeah where well when the sorry right but when like the 1.01 is sitting there it doesn't have a name to it so it's a totally different value than if it had the name to it so like a really good practice is if, if you are in one of those drafts is is try to put a name to those picks in in an order and it helps a lot i think so okay that is good if you really, really know what you're doing. But right now, we don't really know. You can say you do. Trevor Lawrence is the 101 in Superflex. We know that. We don't know who the 101 is in 1QB, right? We really don't know. Yeah, we don't sure. know. It could be could be Harris, could be Etienne. It's like one of three players, probably. Yeah, it's one probably going to be one of the depends. running backs. It's mm-hmm. possible that they both land in terrible spots and then it defaults to Chase. Um, I doubt Smith would be the consensus with age. Um, but yeah, so putting a player to the name doesn't really capture what the rookie pick means because you don't have to actually make the rookie pick. When you take a rookie pick, you're taking in January 
an asset that's going to ascend in value between now and April 26, three months from now. So actually putting a name to it isn't the best way to value the pick because unless it's Superflex 101, which we know what that is, you get a little bit of extra value in the idea of choosing. Last year, for example, the 101, if you'd put a name to it, it would have been a lot lower than the value that it actually ended up being once CH and Taylor ended up in really good landing spots. And you get the opportunity to choose with the 101. So that's the thing. It's, that's not, definitely not what I recommend doing is putting a name. You have to just kind of decide on the pool and then kind of place, put it in your draft board somewhere. Like literally when you, every time I do any startup draft, I make a board based on the rules. And I just slot the rookie picks in where I think the value is appropriate. And then I just take them there. And that's something you have to think about before the draft, but it, it's not that easy. Similar strategy. No, that's a, that, but yeah, that's yeah. definitely a way to do it. Yep. It's just a little bit, um, a little bit more work than just putting a name to the value. I th- For sure. You know, and you also limit yourself putting the name to the value. Exactly. And you also limit the value. You limit the value of the pick for sure. And then you get I, I locked get into doing that. And you always want, I mean, I know the fantasy footballers say this, but like stay water. Like you always want to stay flexible. Like don't, I'm probably like, a lot of people are jealous because I don't hold on to my takes at all. I don't, I don't do sunk cost. I don't care if I, if my opinion was one thing (laughs) a week ago, it could be different next week. Who knows? Like, I just try to be right going forward. I don't care about being right three weeks ago. So like, if it's time to change. I'm taking my victory laps. I care. All right. I no, I'm I, kidding. Honestly, I don't need to take victory laps anymore. <laughs> I used to, but I don't need to. I, I'm kidding. It's it's not. It's if you're an analyst or you've done it for any amount of time, you you understand that you get a lot of shit wrong. Oh yeah. And and you get plenty right too. But it's like it, this is the name of the game. You're going to get things wrong, so it's okay. Like it's just you know it's just part of the fun for some people. And I guess some people live and die by it, but that's yeah. certainly not us. That's yeah. sure. The only victory lap I take is with the people thanking me for helping them win their fantasy championships. So yeah, I'll take that. That's a blast. I'm sure. <laughs> because that, yeah. that makes me feel like I made a difference and like makes me feel appreciated. So yeah, I, I don't keep track of like my takes. I just keep track of how like, people feel that having me in the community like made a difference to their experience or their um, like success or whatever like that. So that's the kind of stuff I mostly focus on. I don't like keep a library of my takes or anything. Although I'm sure we're gonna talk about a couple where I- No, no <laughs> worries, I will keep track of them for you, oh, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there, there are some big misses that I've, I've had for, oh, sure, no, for sure. No. We're gonna talk about them. All right. So moving on. So uh, we established you've been playing Dynasty. So this would be like your third full season, right? Your startup yes. was I just completed the third full right. season. Awesome. So we're we're new to we uh it's just our second season of uh, Billy and I and Josh, although he can't be with us tonight. Uh, what is your favorite aspect of Dynasty? What do you like about it the most? Winning. Yes. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> that that has I don't know if anybody said that on here winning. before. No, no, man. That, hey, that's I like right? winning. There's a reason <laughs> I refuse to play in any <laughs> leagues with any of our DFF colleagues. Oh, really? You don't play in any leagues with any of no. them? No. Why? Because the second you play in a league with me, you won't like me anymore. Oh, man, that's so funny. Because I'll do anything. Yeah. 
anything. Challenge accepted, man. I got to get in a startup with you this year. Yeah, <laughs> like I know he. Because I'm not doing any startups this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. So how many leagues are you in? I'm not in very many. I mean, I'm in. Di- but dynasty leagues, Let's yeah. How many? Are you in? I'm in, in trade addicts. I'm in the super show vampire league. I did promise Outhouse I would join his Harry Potter league, so I'm going to be in that, which I'm very excited for. And then that's it that I have like fully on my own. I and then I have everything that I have my hand in, which is a lot more. Sure, like, sure. That, it's a large, that's yeah. But like, so that's three. So you have like three main dynasty leagues that you. Yeah, I quit one. Uh, I was the two-time defending champ, but I was just like, I don't like, I don't really like you guys anymore. I'm, I'm out. But. <laughs> well, Dude, I, fine, I respect you know? that. I respect. Yeah, never be in a league with people you don't like. I, I, yeah, I, it's not that I dislike them, but like, you know, they they brought out the worst in me. Put it that way. When I talk about anything to win, I think I took anything too far. <laughs> Jeez, how far can you take it? I mean, too like, far. what? Just like make? I I don't know, man. I feel it's, you. I I feel like I would probably I, never say like me being that competitive. Like, yeah, I, I guess, but like, I'm, I mean, like, I don't know what I wouldn't do to win a championship other than cheat, like short of cheating, obviously, which I don't think any of us are discussing. I'm, a, but I'm like, opposed to cheating. Right. So, I, so oppo- other than that, like, I, I'm not, I'm not taking it, get, get naming favors. And if I can get over on somebody, I will. I'm pretty sure I, I traded like Teddy Bridgewater and, and like something for like a Ryan Tannehill package with some good stuff on the oh, way that back. was a really good trade yeah, yeah like and I, I knew what I was doing like but bro like sometimes you got to just go in and and take advantage like this is dynasty right like, yeah like they're not paying attention I've, and you are I've tried to take it easy now though like yeah. I just <laughs> that's why you're not startups anymore <laughs> honestly like I already I already won everything I needed to win everyone already thinks I'm like Excuse me, not SFBX champion. Yes, yeah, I don't see your name on that hey, Scott Fishbowl trophy. If Scott will have me back in Scott Fishbowl, I would love to play again. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Listen, I, I had the worst year. Oh my goodness. Anyway, let's not get caught up. On um, but yeah, I don't. I don't need. I've already. I don't know. I guess I've already proven enough to myself. I don't need to win anymore. Cool, man. Favorite aspect of Dynasty is winning. I love that. New answers on here, bro. Yes. Uh, what would be your single best piece of advice for new dynasty players? Uh, follow me on Twitter at DFF underscore carp. Um, oh, I love it. Love it. <laughs> Epic. Very, very he, well He's done. a great follow folks. He's a great, follow. but like, honestly, that's probably the best thing you can do. Okay. No, um, <laughs> I love no it. in all seriousness though, it doesn't have to be me, but you're not gonna, this is going to sound really mean, but it's true you're not going to learn how to play dynasty correctly on your own. I didn't like, I didn't wake up one day and just become good at dynasty. No, 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 no. Like I spent a lot of time listening to people who'd been playing dynasty for years when I was just starting. And it took like at least a year of listening to people like, you know, I started with the DLF podcast trade addicts you know those are those are probably the two podcasts i listen to first for dynasty specifically um and you know i always told outhouse a couple times like without him i wouldn't i wouldn't be here like i wouldn't be doing this pod with you guys right now like i took a lot of time learning (laughs) um you know from people on twitter there's a lot of other podcasts i listen to i'm not gonna list all of them because there's like 
50, but, but no, but it is 50. Like that's how much time I spent listening and learning as I just, I know it sounds hard to accept, but you're not going to get better on your own. Like there are some things about dynasty that are not intuitive. It really helps to listen to people who've been doing this for years. I've been doing this for three years. There are a lot of people who've been doing it for 20. Like mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to match them. So like, yeah, we had yeah. Will Dennison on here. Who's been doing it for 15 or yeah, 20 years. Exactly. He's probably back at the beginning. Like, yeah, um, no. And, and a lot of people come on here and say like, you need to be on Twitter. You have to be on Twitter. It's one of yes. your best resources. And, and, you know, like, like Carb just said, I mean, outhouse was, and he would trade acts was one of the ones I started listening to as well. But I mean, swags and those guys were one were some of the first people I listened to. Um, when I just, I'm just saying that got me into the community and listening. Yeah. To I, I mostly mentioned trade addicts cause that's the one that made me realize there was a community, if that makes sense. Like I didn't, I wasn't aware that there was like the Twitter community we have. I wasn't aware that that existed. And like, if I hadn't found that, I wouldn't have found like dynasty sites. I wouldn't have applied to write for DFF cause I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, that's yeah. pretty common too, that when people come on here, they say that they're like, yeah, you know, I started you know, the, the way I found about this league or about this pod or whatever the hell it was, is like, oh, I stumbled upon fantasy Twitter. They're like, exactly. I didn't even yeah. know it existed. And once I found out it existed, you know, sky's the limit. I had that, had that exact I, moment, yeah. I always try to struggle with it. Like, I always try to bag on Twitter, like every other episode. But uh, really? yeah, it's a fantastic, just, you know, me being petty, but it's yeah, just, well, it, it's a great place. But I mean, just like with the guy who DM'd you about, your voice in your face it's like come on get the fuck out of here like there's too much of that too hey, so. more people Absolutely. love me on twitter than anywhere else so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's a Same great way here, i'm married with it. a kid too <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right well before we move on i do have to ask you man because in this one look i wouldn't talk about your your uh your hits or misses really if it wasn't for being personal because you and i definitely battled this one out a little bit so what happened to tyler higby this year man what Not happened so <laughs> <laughs> oh man question. i remember us going at it now and, and i was like yo you gotta fade him and you were like that's not good advice and i that was good advice <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean i was wrong what, what do you want me to say <laughs> Do you think I want to, do you think there's any recovery from him? Like, no. do you think that there's any, no. no, it was just, it was just the circumstances of the year. No, if you'd asked me after week one, I would have told you I was wrong. Oh, wow. Really? Well, yeah. You knew immediately. immediately. I like that. So you don't really have any type of take no. lock and that's important. That is, see, that's, that's a skill in itself. That's a skill and, in and itself. I, no. And that's awesome. Cause I think that's why you do really well in, in, uh, especially like you in redraft and stuff like that, why you have such like a keen eye for like values in there because you don't have take lock, which a lot of people get stuck on take takes for a whole year. You know what I mean? It's Cause I don't have feelings. I mean, I do, but <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. That that is something that everybody can take a little bit from because uh I hold on to my I hold on to my takes too long for sure. I, I uh, we talked take lock though. Like people are always like, mm, well, this is like my brand. I like this player. I mean, like if that's your <laughs> well, brand, not, it's not my brand, that's for no, sure. But you. yeah, no, I get what you mean. You. I get what you mean. But like mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I can't I have to say good things about this player because it's my brand. And I'm like then your brand sucks. 
is, is that is that a Josh Jacobs not. account? It's not. Oh no, it's not actually. No, that account is. Let me just say something about about him real quick. It's gonna be good. He's actually really nice. Like he shares a lot of my stuff. Like interacts on a lot of my posts. Like he's actually yeah. He having Josh Jacobs at RB one is insane. But like I'm well known for not liking Josh Jacobs, but he still shares all my stuff and like is nice to me. It's like pretty cool to interact with. So yeah, I disagree with him, but he's a cool dude actually. No, I've yeah, always like had it. good interactions with him on Twitter, and it, and honestly, I think I think the account's funny. <laughs> if nothing else, I like it's it. a, and also not everything he says is ridiculous. No, like, I was about to say that. That was my next thing. Is he does drop threads that aren't about Josh Jacobs and do make sense. Yeah, and do he make sense. Actually, yeah, sure. provides legitimate. Like it would be one thing if everything he said was like a ridiculous hot take, but no, like most of what he says is legitimate analysis and provides actually for Twitter, a large amount of like stats and stuff. He yeah. does provide so, a lot of content. Yeah, he's no slouch. So I, yeah, Josh Jacobs is not RB1, but <laughs> he came out with his uh, dynasty rankings actually maybe a few, four or five days ago, came across the timeline and it, it was a lot of work went into him. It looks pretty good. To me. There are some I didn't issues. have a lot to complain with. And he didn't have Josh, <laughs> ja- he didn't have Josh Jacobs at number one. No. So that's, that's good. He, yeah, he has so. Chase Edmonds too high. But oh well, you know. But also, I do think that when he hears me comment on things, he seems to respect my opinion. So I have I haven't even seen him change his mind. So yeah, yeah. All right. So I got to get to this one. Uh, not episode twenty six or twenty five, but episode twenty four when we we're answering uh, Riley Jennings' questions. I have to apologize because all throughout that whole segment, I was calling him Greg. Must have had football in my mind, so I went back. First, I apologize, Riley. I really do. I'm so sorry. But uh, I did go look up Greg Jennings' career stats just to, just for fun. He was selected to the Pro Bowl twice, finished his career with 8,291 yards, 64 touchdowns, and one of the best stats of all, one rush for minus one yard. Anyways, sorry, Riley. And uh, yeah, try not to make it happen again. He was one of the first receivers I ever picked. Yeah, he had a good career. He had a really good career. So I put the team on his back. Though. My first fantasy season was in 2009. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I played redraft for a long time before I played fantasy. Yeah, yeah, so did I. I played redraft for, I mean, I'm I, I'm in fantasy for, what, since like 04 or something like that. So however long the fuck that is. But huh. uh, I played it forever until I got into Dynasty, man. You saw my redraft temper tantrum. Yeah, dude, you, I mean, you really, uh, no, you're this, done with this it. Year huh? taught me, like, I was taught telling someone else this, it taught me the best lesson ever. Have like a zillion temper tantrums and then just win everywhere and get a bunch of followers. That, that taught me that, you know, nobody cares about my temper tantrums, but it, it's <laughs> fine. I, I mean, you, you really had a breakdown with the uh, redraft stuff this year. Hey, uh, I mean, nobody sort of because of COVID. Did, it almost no, broke you, me. Oh please, Carp! You're you're the, you're the lifeblood of, of uh, 49 yeah, articles sure. in September, 50, art- 50 articles in October, and then it that broke me, and I only put up a measly 33 <laughs> articles in November, just measly <laughs> output of 33. So, yeah, it, it was. I don't know how I did that at, at the start, but and it was all and it was a lot of depressing stuff too because it was like 
things weren't going the right way and players weren't playing. Yeah, so well, and then I was just like, I'm not writing about this anymore. Done. <laughs> Want to write about this anymore? I'm tired of it. That, that was just like, what? <laughs> All right. So this came up when I was uh, inviting you to the pod and I had you on our show sheets mistakenly as Justin because on your Twitter handle it says Justin Carp and you're like, hey, guy, call me Tyler. Even my own mom calls me Tyler. Does. True. <laughs> I was like, my bad. I didn't know shit. And so, uh, uh, you're see, like, hey, I always call him Carp. I don't even go with the first. Yeah, name. I, you know, just, I didn't I, know him I like, like that. Right? I, I like so. that. A lot of people. <laughs> I've gone my last. Probably. It's easier. You have two first names on Twitter. We don't know what the fuck to call you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I often went by my last name. Um, <laughs> so most of Tyler, my life, actually. Right. Just know, Twitter community is Tyler. Don't fuck with it. All right. It's true. Um, but. Oh, there is a story about how that came about. So we, so I was like going to this event with a couple of my friends and we all obviously knew each other, but no one else there knew me. So we thought it would be funny to like play a prank on everyone and just decide that my name was Tyler for that event and just like, you know, inside joke. And then it just never went away. I just, I just, I never corrected anyone. And by the time I like that group of that, the people I met at that, of the friends I went with, I like don't even talk to anymore. But like the people <laughs> that I met at that event actually are a lot of my really good friends now. Um, so it just kind of stuck. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. It's a weird story. It reminds me of a, there's this guy at work I worked with when I first started there. I've been at the place where I work now about six and a half years. So about six months into it, my last name is Dawkins. And the guy that I was working for called me Hawkins. And I worked with him for about, I don't know, three months, you know, every day. And he kept calling me Hawkins, Hawkins. And I never corrected him. And I, I, I swear to God, I saw him like just a month ago. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going, Hawkins? And I'm like, God, you know, it's six years now. I'm just going to let it go. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious like, you're just you're your eye hawkins over there like yeah you know, i'm like whatever <laughs> i don't even care yeah that i mean honestly the best way though to get a nickname is organically like that so that's that's funny that's a great story i have some nicknames, but they're all like very self-absorbed <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to some news and nonsense Super Bowl LV. Oh, also, did you see the logo for super bowl 55 no they put, no. That, they put that stupid trophy right in the middle and it looks like an I, so it looks like L I V. Oh, I'm looking up oh, right that's now. That's why it looked like L I V. Yeah, it's stupid. It's not. It's. It, I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me, but they've been doing it for years. It's just lazy. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, you know that's not. 55. Why would they do that? That's not 55. Know. It's a different number. Okay. Well, good catch. Anyways, that's interesting. Let's go around real quick. Bucks or Chiefs? Who you guys got? Uh. I will me. I got the Chiefs. It's hard. It, I I like to think that Brady could put up a fight, but I don't know. I, I got the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep. Chiefs. Yeah. I'm gonna take the Bucks. <laughs> to be different, or you really think that? No, I really, I really do think they have a shot. Um, Three interceptions in the fourth quarter gave well, you the uh, <laughs> encouragement you were hoping for. You want to bet? It's at the Chiefs. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it a bit after I stake my case here. The Chiefs <laughs> did lose their starting left tackle. Um, and the Bucks did get back Vita Via, who's a big bad man up front. 
And so that whole defensive line is just insane. I don't know how much time Mahomes is going to have to work his magic. Not saying he needs much, but he's going to be under pressure. I mean, they might break him by the end of the game. I don't know. That's, so, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'll take the Bucks. Hurt. He's playing hurt too, right? Yeah. Like, I love to bet. All right, what do, you, what, do you want, what do you want to bet? How much can we bet? Oh, money? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put a good buy-in on it right now. 40 bucks, and I get, I'll take the bucks. Okay, sure. And I, accept Ven- I accept Venmo, PayPal, whatever you got. Go for it. <laughs> I'll take a check, man. <laughs> All right, marked it down. I love <laughs> it. I think that's our first, that's our first uh, bet on, uh, on Dynasty Underdog, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'll probably lose, but here we go. <laughs> I don't know, man. And Brady works his magic. It's tough. Like, you know what? Like, loser, do- do loser donates to charity, though. I don't want your money. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I, I, like I, don't, that I don't actually want $40 from you. Loser, loser donates to charity. You, you just like betting. All right, I like it. No, no, a charity, charity is good. If, if I don't like... Like when it comes to like betting to win money, I'm, I don't really do sports betting. Like I like things like poker, which is more like me doing it, but like betting on an outside of that. I think it's good though to bet for charity. I did a charity thing. I did a charity challenge on Twitter, but then I, re- I realized that it was pointless because it would go on forever. Oh, yeah, true. Um, well, I like that. It was first person to beat me in chess and I'll donate a thousand, like some very large amount to charity. And I realized that that's never going to happen, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a four-time national champion, dude. Okay. Oh, what wow. aren't what aren't you good at? Um, I'm good at everything. Four-time national champion is Ooh. that like collegiate or is that like just like is that I don't know when I was younger statewide or what? yeah. Okay. But I did. Yeah, I also went to really um. Cool. I played for the U.S. team when I was ten at the World Championships. Wow, yeah, Queens Gambit over here, males version. <laughs> Um, that's killer yeah dude. i've been to a lot of places to play ecuador argentina russia i had to go um inside the kremlin on that trip it was this was back when they would let you go inside the kremlin and they let you leave yeah <laughs> luckily they let us leave um oh, there were these, like, dynasty underdog getting worldly there were these like <laughs> suspicious men in our travel party that i always thought were kind of odd uh I was only 10. It makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We weren't like allowed to look in certain parts of the hotel. It, it was kind of weird, but. Uh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, it was Russia. <laughs> All right. All right, next one. Because uh, every chance I get, every time I get a chance to tout him, uh, I have to talk about him. And Cole Beasley said he was praying on a broken leg uh, all throughout the playoffs. So I just want to say, that is a bad, bad dude, man. He's built differently than all of us. So I just want to say congrats to Beasley. Hell of a season. And I get tired of saying it, but wherever you drafted Beasley was way too late. And it'll probably be too late for the next couple of years. So yeah, doing what he's doing at his age is amazing, man. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It's, he's 30. He's like a 31 year old receiver, right? man. It's pretty, they go downhill quick. Not, not <laughs> his type of player, though. Yeah, no, he does age better. The his style ages better he's, for sure. But uh-huh. playing on a broken leg, Whew. playing on a broken leg. Well, yeah. that that is very impressive. <laughs> glad you think so, Carf. I'm glad you're impressed by it's, that. It's <laughs> tough. I mean, I like have like the tiniest stress fracture in my foot, and playing any sports through that is rough. And he has a fucking broken <laughs> leg. Yeah, broken femur, leg. Yeah. 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 Whatever it was, the fibula or the I don't know what bone it was, but whatever, whatever it, is, it was, I, having a broken I'm not a bone in your leg is fucking ridiculous. 
I would just take a, like a two-month nap. He easily goes up like two rounds next year just because of that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you probably be drafted right, next, next year. People finally what? wake up. People wake up. Oh, yeah, he'll probably be drafted. Yeah. yeah, he won't be on the waivers. Yeah, you're right. All right, next one, Haskins to Pittsburgh. Do you think this is a thing okay. or not even worth mentioning? Not worth mentioning. Okay. Not Josh. Right. Okay. <laughs> or Philly. Josh? Sorry. Really? You have, I looked at the name up there. I don't know why. Philly. No, I know. Yeah, I, I'm Josh for today. Um, no, I, I don't think that uh, this has – I don't think it's worth mentioning because I don't think he really is going to be anything ever in the league, sadly. So. I also think that they're going to acquire another quarterback by the time the is over. Not anyone expensive, but maybe like – I don't have a good name, but someone who doesn't hit anywhere else. Like, there's going to be someone left out. If you just look at the numbers, there's – Couldn't more... they get Jameis Winston? Couldn't no, they get him for No, no, no. Because Jameis Winston, if the, the other way you look at the numbers is how many starting jobs there are. He's going to want somewhere where he has a path to starting week one. And there's a, the numbers say that he's going to have a place where he can at least – compete for the starting job week one i'm more talking about someone like mitch trubisky like trubisky's either gonna the only he's only gonna start in chicago or nowhere so if chicago goes in a different direction maybe he would sign in uh pittsburgh because he's a lot better than rudolph or uh Haskins. for sure so, I, I wouldn't hate that and it's a better team over there too and let's you need a backup i mean let's say ben i mean he looked wild at the end of the year, I mean, watch, totally watch. And if he's just done and you say his, he had Tommy John surgery, right? So if his, what if his arm week five just like falls off or whatever, yeah, whatever happens. Gives out. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need a backup quarterback and Rudolph and Haskins are just not it. So I, I expect them to acquire either a veteran like Andy Dalton or, you know, someone like Trubisky who can at least sort of play. So. How do you how do you feel about the Pittsburgh like uh, skill players from a dynasty perspective? Which ones? Uh, let's say um, Ju- Juju's well, not, Juju's, Juju's not going to be there. I know. So let's say uh, Devon. I'm uh, sorry. Um, the other receiver, Deontay Johnson. Deontay, thank you, Gia- Deontay. I Johnson. love Deontay Johnson. Okay, you like Deontay. Um, you like any of the okay. other receivers? Yeah, I like Claypool. Eric Ebron. Mm, no. Yep. All right. I don't think any of the running backs are probably going to draft one or something. Okay. Yeah, they're running back yeah. stuff. They. Yeah. They're going to draft one, I think. I mean. You know James Conner is going to end up somewhere and annoy the shit out of you in some backfield. I like, guess what's going to happen. Is, though, they could re-sign James Conner. It depends on how cheap he's going to be. Like, Yeah, if, if, he, if he's, yeah, if he's like willing cheap, to take a cheap deal, yeah. I think James Conner is going to go to wherever pays him the most. Mm-hmm. And sometimes with a player like that, the team that they're on values actually values them the most. So like he could end up staying. Wouldn't, We've seen that happen with like Melvin Gordon. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, Melvin Gordon didn't, uh, he signed a different team. He, he did eventually, but he, he was trying to get out and get out and get out. And the, the team that valued him the most at the time was the, was yeah, his they, own team who was willing to give him the most, the most money. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, see them re-signing him but i don't know how much money he's going to command i mean but if i'm the steelers and i have the chance to re-sign james connor at one year four million i'd probably do it oh yeah i was thinking like he'd want six and that's not gonna happen nobody's right at 
at four million, that'd be amazing for like, the Steelers. That's why nothing. why pay James Connor six when you can pay Jamal Williams two? Why? What for is sure. James Connor James Connor or a rookie or a rookie? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody's gonna pay James Connor six. So I don't think he's not worth it. No, I don't think so. With the injuries and all that stuff, I don't. But they don't also so, they're yeah. also the kind of team that could sign James Connor and draft a running back because Snell. I think uh, they. So I think, they, I think yeah. that they're going to do both of those. I think they're going to sign a running back and draft a running snail back. Snail is not it. And <laughs> snail, snail, yeah, snail. Benny Snail is not it. <laughs> and Anthony McFarland, you know, when this season, I would say the season was on the line, and he was a healthy scratch. That that should tell you what they think about him, which is that they don't like him, and that he's not a part of their future plans. You don't put someone who's a part of your future plans a running back who could get touches. This is why same thing with Keyshawn Vaughn. These players are not healthy scratches in the playoffs. If you like them, that just makes no sense. So I was never a Keyshawn Vaughn guy. I mean, his age was like one factor, but also, you know, he, he played in a, in college. He just played against a lot of scrub teams and, ate up all over him like so yeah. um coming into the yeah. bucks was not a great situation for him those are way. two examples of like players that were on playoff teams and couldn't even make the game day roster they couldn't make yeah. the game day roster it should not have <laughs> significant dynasty yeah. value if their teams did not want to play them in a must-win playoff game they just shouldn't that they would have activated them to the active roster if they liked them at all it's a perfect example when the non-fantasy uh, season, you know, the playoff season, it, it, it matters for Dynasty, right? Like, these things matter. All right, one more thing here. This came out today. It's kind of big. Uh, if you had any free time, you probably checked out the uh, Reese's Senior Bowl uh, weigh-ins, metrics and stuff, if you care about that stuff, which I do because I'm a junkie. But uh, a big hot topic in the Dynasty community has been the Devontae Smith being a pencil because he's a pencil but he's also really good at football. So there's questions, but he refused to get measured at the scene. They measured his hands. He's got big hands. <laughs> yeah, but measured his hands, but they did, they, he didn't weigh in and he didn't get uh, his height measured. Does uh, it matter? I don't know. I'm still, I'm trying to figure it out. Does it? I don't know. No, I think he doesn't want to hear about it. I honestly, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he doesn't want to hear about it anymore. So um, I don't, I don't know. Do, do, do his measurables matter for you, Carp, from like a pick perspective? Like, are you going to, it doesn't matter? Not at all. Okay, I, I is he care. is he your wide dynasty? Not your dynasty rookie wide receiver one in this class. Chase is my wide receiver okay. one. Okay, not a close. Okay, cool. By the way, okay, yeah, I don't think so not either. Close. I'm just trying to gauge where people are at. He's my two though with a bullet, giant gap, giant gap. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, all right. So he he's there. He's close. Three is not in like the same universe. Who's your third? Waddle, but. Okay. Not in the same universe. I expect Smith and Chase to be top 10 picks, by the way. Top 10 NFL picks. Yes. Oh, that's wild, man. Like, I don't, oh, man. I didn't think it was going to go that way, but I guess. guess Yeah, no, they haven't projected that way, too. They have Waddle up there as well. (laughs) That I find hard to believe, but. Me, too. Especially with the injury. uh, But he's up there in in those mocks, you know, you find him there. I'm just saying, it's crazy where the receivers are. One thing. I think is very interesting is if one of them goes to Cincinnati. Now that, imagine that. 
You want Chase there, of course. I of mean, course. come on. If Chase goes uh, there, he's going to be a dynasty wide receiver it, one for me. If Chase goes there, Joe Burrow goes like pew, up the rankings for Carp. Because I know he's high up there for you anyway. I'm probably think, average on him at this point. Are, are you average at this point? I thought you were a little higher on him coming in. And I, I mean, I'm surprised with the injury, you're not a little higher on him. I, th- I thought I saw your rankings. What is he like? Eighth. Seventh or eighth? Okay. All I right, mean, the yeah. top seven is locked with like, yeah. Everyone has the same top seven, pretty much. Do you have a uh, Herbert above Burrow? Yes. Cool. All right. But Herbert was not above Burrow until the moment Burrow got hurt. Like Burrow was still above Herbert on that day. So it's it's mainly just like injury concerns for the future. Well, That's yeah, like I mean the uh, tiebreaker. He got yeah. hurt, and then you know we didn't see the rest of the season. I mean we, and then Herbert just kind of kept playing well I mean it wasn't as well as it was at the beginning but I mean Herbert put together a full season of great I mean yeah I don't know numbers. but yeah. I will have Trevor Lawrence ahead of Herbert when easy when you see him again <laughs> oh I, I mean it's hard for me I I want to rank Trevor Lawrence dynasty QB2 so I, I remember to. Burrow. I remember you Burrow. Okay. I remember <laughs> Burrow coming out, and it was like this is like the best cute. I remember you saying this I is like the QB best. Eight. Which when when no, I I know now. I'm saying when he was coming I out. I had him QB eight then too. That was okay. just higher than most. Fair enough. Um, okay. His one year, his one year was the only thing that really concerned me about Burrow. It was a really freaking good year, but I was very confident. You know, yeah, but we'll see how we we'll see how it pays out or pans out. Trevor Lawrence injury, is not is not in the same class. He's multiple classes above. Okay, here's a quick question, fun question: Who's got better hair? Tyler Carp. Oh, it's me, easy. <laughs> oh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence doesn't know how to take care of his hair. <laughs> Easily, Carp. <laughs> That's easy. Come on. What do you, what do you <laughs> really expect me to say? He's like, look at these locks, what bro. Come on, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that he said not not only is his better Trevor Lawrence doesn't know how to take care of his hair he, oh, he doesn't though he doesn't. <laughs> his hair like, is I can not tell, well he doesn't use the right conditioner <laughs> not using enough conditioner I don't think so yeah. he needs to do better that's the kind of hard-hitting questions we ask here at Dynasty Underdog but but seriously Trevor Lawrence um Gotta have him very highly ranked in Dynasty right away. I, I'm probably gonna relent, but I I want to. I want to rank him at QB two because that's where I think he's gonna be like within two weeks. That's what. Where I, is he right now? Where Where would he be right now for you? Seven, and I don't like it. Wow, so he's gonna jump that. That's a big okay, jump. but like if I have him, he's gonna be in my first round, like of superflex startups. Right now, I have right now I have seven quarterbacks in my first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's not that it's yeah. not off yeah, either. I, have, I think that's accurate. And Justin Herbert is the last quarterback that I have in there, and he's tenth overall. So my guess is that Lawrence is going to come in at tenth, sliding everyone else down. Okay. So then I'll have eight quarterbacks in my first round, but I'm okay with that. I absolutely don't disagree. No. But I, I, I do have some issues with uh, the quarterback 
quarterback early and often crew, but it's the often I have an issue with, not the what with how many you pick. What was like loading up on them? You mean? I, I have, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in it. I, I think it's, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it not work out a couple of times. I, it mostly um, doesn't work. Yeah, I've seen it work out, but it mostly I've seen it. It's not, it's not the effective strategy to win, but. Um, I think with how uncertain, like you see, there's like 10 quarterbacks. We have no idea what the hell's going to happen with them. I, I understand why people are picking them early. Yeah, no, no. You know what quarterback I mean? early and not often is the, like the smart for me, what I would love to do would be to take two quarterbacks with my first two picks and then not take another quarterback until I noticed like in recent startups, I noticed Goff went in the eighth round. Like cousins still available in the ninth round. Like we're talking super yeah. flex, obviously. Like if I take two quarterbacks early and then take all position players for five, six rounds, and then grab my third quarterback later, and then Her, I just have cousins. I would yeah. If I have that. like, I'm totally fine with you know Kyler Murray like Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins as my three quarterbacks. And then that's it for me. I'm quarterback. So I don't feel like adding a fourth, fifth and sixth quarterback is better than adding wide receivers that I feel like are going to break out and become and more high valued. Yeah. And more tradable assets. Like it, it's just true. Like some, I sometimes like, yeah, that that's true. I can't yeah. play quarterback six in my starting lineup. That doesn't help me. Yeah, I'm very big on. I like having three or four quarterbacks when I can. I don't like having seven, but I also really, I prefer <laughs> to have three. Really, yeah, under most circumstances, I'm big on that. Quick bit of super flex strategy for me. <laughs> Love it. All right, next topic. Favorite second year wide receiver to target in startups or whatever. I have seen myself. I have found success in targeting the second year wide receiver who have flashed some but haven't you know completely gone bonkers like justin jefferson um because you're they're they're acquirable and uh yeah they're just like probably my favorite pieces to pick up so i wanted to ask you guys who are some of your second year wide receivers that you want to target i'll start first mine is i i changed it on the show sheet like four or five times i went from mems to mooney to mems to mooney back and forth and i finally settled on mems I just really love his profile. I love the fact that Adam Gase is not there anymore. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. I mean, <laughs> he's got all the metrics you'd want, you know, uh, his first score, speed score, things like that. He's big body. I think he's like 6'2 or 6'3. Um, he has what it takes to be like a true alpha wide receiver, drafted in the second round, all the things I like. And Gase isn't there anymore, and they're probably going to get an upgraded quarterback. So wheels up on him, in my opinion. How do you guys feel about that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's I think he's a good one to buy because you're not going to spend a lot on him or a good one to draft because you're not going to have to draft him very high and he has a lot of upside. You know, it, it should get a lot better in New York. So hopefully that's yeah, it'll help. Can't, can't get worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's not my favorite, honestly. I think only because I actually think that his price is still high. Like if it depends on what his price is. If his price is what I've been seeing, I'm out. But what what have you seen? I've seen him like going. I mean, I've seen him going ahead of guys that I like better. Put it that way. Like I, 
well, I mean, the guy I picked is a lot higher, I think. Um, he should be, yeah. yeah. But there's just other guys in that range. Um, I just find that I don't like his price. I like him in general, okay. but he. it seems like a lot of people are thinking now that the Jets are going to end up with Watson. And I think that that's inflating, or Fields, which I think is inflating Mims's price past yeah, where sure. I actually want him to pay, where I want to pay because I'm not confident that Mims is going to be their number one weapon. I don't see him as that personally. I, I think he's better as a number two. And I think that the Jets would be wise. I, I just, if the Jets keep Sam Darnold, I think that Juju is going to be playing there because they went, they were college teammates. Juju's constantly linked to going to New York. I feel like that's exactly what he would want to do. That's probably I could see that happening. And let's say that they, if they also, if they trade down, they could pick a receiver. I just they have so much cap space, and they need to sign another receiver. They have Mims and Crowder, and and nothing, nothing. Yeah, Perryman or something. No, Perryman's a free agent. So yeah, oh. so. Well, then wheels up on Mims. Right. But <laughs> I just I think that you're gonna see they're also spot maybe for Kyle Pitts. You know, I think, oh, which could be good, could be bad, but we'll actually talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But like, I just think that Mims is going to be their number two. So it would still okay. be good if they have Deshaun Watson, it's still good. So who, who, who do you got for your second year? Yeah. I mean, I, or your second year I, mean, I kind of went in the same vein with LaVisca Chenault, but I think that LaVisca Chenault is mispriced. Because I think that people still have DJ Chark higher. And I don't. I have Chenault higher. I would prefer to have Chenault over Chark. I think that Chenault is going to work very well with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is accurate everywhere. Everywhere. He's accurate everywhere. But, you know, he's, ac- he, he's accurate in the short area of the field. He's actually going to be able to use LaVisca Chenault in the way that he was not used properly last year because they didn't have the quarterback play to do it. Like they didn't have a quarterback who really excels in all facets of the game. And LaVisca Chenault doesn't work well on a bad team. Like he needs to be schemed appropriately. You need to call those slant plays, those screens, that kind of stuff. And Trevor Lawrence is also a big threat to run. So that's going to take some of the attention away. If you have a spy on him, you're not going to be paying as much attention to the wide receiver screen. And be paying attention to the short slant route or the drags or that kind of Chenault in the backfield. That's something, you know, they could use that to complement Robinson. I just think it's going to be a high powered offense. And also Chark is a free agent after 2021. I don't think he's worth the money. Like he's going to get a bigger contract than he deserves. I don't know if they're going to keep him. I just like Chanel better. So, yeah. That's I like it. Yeah, I do too. What do you got, Billy? Uh, I actually put the one down that I put because I thought uh, Tyler was going to choose Darnell Mooney, but I, I definitely think Mooney is I like um, Mooney. Mooney's my favorite. I'll, I like yeah, I'll, Mooney. I'll, I'll, I'll mention my the one I put down, but Mooney, I, I mean, honestly, I also saw, uh, Carp, you wrote an article on Darnell Mooney. He did. Um, his dynasty profile is really, it's really free. good. Check um, it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's free. Definitely check it out. It's um, it's really, really good stuff. And he's just he's just been a, a, a beast in his uh, rookie year in a really shitty situation, you know? Been good because you don't see in the stat sheet all the times he was open 
but Mitch Trubisky was looking the other way because he doesn't progress through his reads like a real quarterback or Nick Foles threw it and it was 20 feet in the wrong direction. You don't see that. You just see that as a target you didn't catch, but that's not, that's not fair. That's not, and also Allen Robinson is gone. <laughs> He's not going to be there anymore. No, this guy, this guy was two targets away from having a hundred targets in his that's rookie crazy. year. Easy. Yeah. 64 receptions on 98 targets, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Crazy that man. I um, rest, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. Say 63, 63 or 64. One of those numbers is speaking to me, but, but yeah, he's just like such a great 61, 61. He's such a, well, yeah, inaccurate quarterback play. Uh, he's such a great buy because he's going to be a piece of that offense. Like, how is he not going to be? Who are they going to, they don't have a lot of cap space. Well, and Allen Robinson's likely out of there. So, I mean, and I, they're going to want to move on from Anthony Miller, who's, who's just been disappointing for them, who might be good elsewhere, who knows. He's a depth piece. He still has one more year on his rookie deal. He, he'll be a depth piece. That's what he is. But, but again, you're going to see Mooney shoot up that roster. Um, so yeah. I, I, I love him. I, I, I was going to leave him for you guys, but I had to say him. My other one that I did put down was KJ Hamler. Really? I, I just don't, I don't see it. I mean, I don't see how KJ Hamler is going to produce. I, I just, I don't see it. Sudden's coming back. Judy had a lot of targets and I don't think that they're going to give up on him. I mean, he wasn't bad. No. And then Fant is going to get his targets. And then they also still have running backs. I, I just, I just, I think Hamler to me is one of those guys that's like great for the Broncos and it's just irrelevant for us. That's fair. Like, I think it was a great pick by them because he lets them stretch the field. He gives them someone in the slot that they can switch out, switch in and out in the slot with Judy, with Sudden like Perma on the outside. It was a good idea. Their whole offense got tanked when Sudden was out because they they needed him. He, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, well, I mean, the quarterback play wasn't fantastic. Either, that's but, true, yeah. but they needed Sudden. Sudden just brings so much to that team. But I just, Hamler, I think is just someone a little bit like Michael Hardman. Like, I just think you're always going to be like seeing that one big play a game and you're going to be like, yeah, that's great. Like upside, but you're never going to want to start him in your lineup. He definitely could be a guy you're always hoping for more, for sure. Next one here. Thoughts on Kyle Pitts as a top three dynasty pick. In so I think, yeah. So I think we've all seen this going around in the, uh, in the community, uh, in the community, but you haven't seen that going around. Where oh, I, he, I've seen it, but not from anyone whose opinion I care about. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I honestly I don't remember who it was, but I definitely saw it from a number of people, and I, I I was hearing a lot of people talk about it. So I I wanted to get your thoughts on it, um, because I know you have you have strong opinions. Yeah. So um, wh- where are you? Okay, so if not at one, not in the top three, where are you picking him? I mean, okay, so is he in your first round? How, oh, of course. How much of a premium are we talking about here? So I mean, generally, I think one point seven five is the premium, right? One point five or one point seven five. So I have my rookie rankings, my first draft in front of me. So let's start with one QB, no premium. I have hits at six. Six. One QB, no premium. I have Harris, Etienne, Chase, Smith, Waddle ahead of him. I have Pitts at six. If you put a premium, I would have Pitts at five. I would have him behind those big four and move him up ahead of Waddle. So he would be five. So then if you translate that to super flex, 
then I can't imagine, I mean, in Superflex, oh, I have Superflex tight end premium right in front of me. Yeah, he would be, yeah, behind those four players, the big four, and then behind Lawrence and Fields ahead of everyone else. So he'd be seven. I think that's fair. Okay. Okay, I mean, that's not far off. I mean, that's that's still very high. Um, but seven okay. is not three. Those are very, at three, you're passing no, up no, no, on no, no. your choice of the best running back in the class or the second best quarterback in the class, who I'm assuming is Fields your choice of all of that. You're going to have one running back gone or fields gone. So you'll get your choice of those three. Plus maybe ch- you could also have a choice of chase on the Bengals at five. Right. What if that-, right. <laughs> that sounds better think, than tips to me. I think some of the argument was scarcity of the position and you could get a top 10 guy like out the gate. Uh, and somebody was, was arguing he might like have, some you know 60 catch season out, out the gate and and really just like annihilate which doesn't happen we nah. know tight ends don't do that he has coming be, out he has yeah. to be travis kelsey or george kittle to pay off on a 1.03 super flex valuation that's just what he has to be he has to be. and the fact is what it's has not going to happen year one right well I, i'm not okay but like a wide receiver is probably not going to be a wide. It happened a lot this year, but I think this year's the outlier. Like we don't expect wide receivers to be wide receiver ones in year one. So like, I'm not necessarily saying it has to happen in year one. I'm just saying for him to pay off the 103 super flex value in a tight end premium, he has to be Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or even Darren Waller. But like, if he has the career of Evan Ingram, he's failure. Evan Ingram has been, a t- or Mike Kosicki, has been a tight end one in the last two years. But at 103, that's a failure. At 107, that's that would be still a bust, but it would be fine. And if he it had, wouldn't hurt as bad. And if he had like the career of Mark Andrews, that would be a good, that would be good value. And it's hard to assume how good do you want to assume Pitts is. Like I'm going to rank him as my tight end six. I've, essentially, he's locked in. Cause there's just such a big gulf between my, I far prefer the top five and I really dislike everyone else. So I'm very confident that he's going to come in as my tight end six behind Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews, Hawkinson. And then everyone else is like, you can look like very far that way <laughs> and you'll see my rankings of everyone else. So he's going to fall into that chasm for me. I <clears throat> quick question. I did see your rankings today. Uh, I withheld comment. But you did have Hawkinson as your tight end five. Yeah. Are you you're still confident doing that? Uh, who? Uh, okay. Who do you want ahead of him? It's more that. Uh, it's more that. Okay. Who? who who's going to become five in his place? That that's more the question. Like Fant? I don't think so. I, I, yeah, that's exactly who I was going to say. I don't Fant. think so because I th- we've seen what Fant is. I in my opinion. We've seen what Fant is. Fant is not going to be a difference maker at the tight end position. He's not going to give you Travis Kelsey numbers. That is not going to happen. He is not that. He can be very good, but at the tight end position, very good is easy to come by. You want special. Uh, Fant is not that. He's not going to be. Whereas Hawkinson still mm. could. To me, if you told me that Hawkinson had Travis Kelsey seasons in his future... I'd believe you. If you told me that Fant had Travis Kelsey type seasons in your future, I would tell you that you were absolutely out of your mind. 
There's, uh, I mean, if you told me he had like a- Andrews, Mark Andrews in his future, I could believe that. Though. That's not it's, special. You want it's difference making at the no, position. It's not, though. it's not. It's, uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You, you you look at look at the points again. The top three. Well, in the Kittle was injured the whole year, but like look at the difference between having Kelsey and Waller and everyone else. That's what you want to chase. Otherwise, don't pay the price for it. Yeah, but you're not going to only get those two guys, and you're not okay. only going to get those what I'm two saying. guys, right? Here's what I'm saying. I don't want Fant at tight end six. I want – if I can't have – You want the upside. I get no, you. No, you no, 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 no. If I can't have Hawkinson at tight end five, I don't want Fant at tight end six. I want, right. like, Logan Thomas at tight end 13. Or – Right, you want upside. That's what no, I mean. No, I later don't want upside. upside. Of, I just don't want to pay, – I'll pay five rounds later for what I think is almost the same thing. Like uh, – I, I mean, I think Logan Thomas has upside later than, like, honestly. Well, he does I mean, have he does. upside. But he's older, right. so he's not going to go as high in dynasty drafts. Of or course, maybe yeah. I'll take a shot on like Cole Komet or Irv Smith later. Like I'm just not going to pay tight end six prices for Fant if he doesn't have that top tier. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, I'm not either. I don't pay for tight ends. I always. But, but go that's and what fade I'm down. saying. So, like yeah. paying for Fant or Ingram or Henry or Gasicki is that tier. Goddard, I get. I make an exception for because I think he has the upside. Goddard has the high has a very high range of outcomes. He also has the lowest floor. But I've been arguing about this all day. I just dropped my tight end. So I've literally just been yelling about this. Um, I love it. But but yeah, all right. Fant to me is just like the best case scenario is that he he's what we wanted Evan Ingram to be, which is not going to be a top four round startup pick. So. I just would rather take another player, wide receiver, running back, quarterback in that range, and just take Logan Thomas four rounds later. Take Austin Hooper seven rounds later. Take Cole Komet 10 rounds later. Take Harrison Bryant in the oblivion round. Yeah, that's too long. That's too long for me to wait, though. (laughs) I love I love Harrison Bryant. Well, no, I don't mean wait in the draft. I mean wait for Harrison Bryant. For him to break out. Yeah, Yeah, no, I it's gonna be so long. It's going to be it's like frustrating. two years, it's, probably. I love yeah. Harrison Bryant. It's frustrating, though, because I, tra- I traded him in in a league and I, I won a championship this year, and I don't feel bad about it. We we need Z-Train. Where is Z-Train when we need it? Yeah, He's yeah, right. Harrison Bryant, Bryant, tight end number one. But no, I, um, I love him, but it's just he's so buried. It's it's To me, it's very sad, but I don't, I don't see how he gets past the Austin Hooper blockade for the next two years. Yep. All right. So real quick, does, does landing spot matter for Kyle Pitts? Like, would it change where you have him? He's going to, all right. So Chargers, Panthers, Bengals, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The only thing that could, he's going to be tight end six, no matter what, because that chasm to me between Hawk and Fant is like 30 ranking spots. So like, he's going to be in there somewhere. It's just a question of, I, I've seen enough from Hawkinson in his time in the NFL that no matter where Pitts lands, no matter how great everyone says he is, I'm not just going to assume he's going to be better. I've seen enough from Hawkinson to, to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I've also seen not enough from everyone else to take the doubt and the upside that comes with the doubt. So yeah, it's just a question of where I'm going to put him overall more so than where I'm going to put him in the tight end rankings. And I totally agree about Pitts. Uh, he's just he, he's just a stud. Yeah. Um, circling back to the question, is he a top three dynasty superflex pick? Absolutely not. 
But if you're going to let him get past 107 or 108, I don't think so. Also, if you're in a two tight end league, then he is actually a top three pick. Oh yeah, that's a whole <laughs> yeah, different yeah. story. If yeah. you have the just, I think we might be getting to that later. But I forget if we're going to talk about that. But if he, if you're in a two tight end league, then yes, go ahead and pick him at 103. Like after Trevor Lawrence at 101, if you want to pick him 102 in a two tight end league, go do it. Like I am, I endorse that pick. Two tight end leagues, whatever. There aren't that many of them, but. If you're if you play in that format, Kyle Pitts at 102, you have my endorsement. Excellent. All right, this is actually going to be, I think, the last topic for the night. What are some lessons learned from the 2020 season? I know it's it's difficult because of the COVID thing and that all got us all super frustrated. But if we try to just let's filter that part out and just take in actual dynasty experience, what was the biggest lesson you learned uh, this year? I'll start with you, Carl. So I learned that depth is important. Now I know, yeah, it's the COVID year. Like there were some crazy things, but but not really, right? Like, yeah, were there games that were canceled? No, actually, there no games were canceled. There were a couple movements. There were a few players that missed a game to COVID. I don't think any player missed. I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think any player missed more than two. No really relevant player missed more than one, I believe. Most it was two for any player. So you could have injuries, but there were a lot of injuries. Depth is important though. Like you need to have depth. Anything can happen at any time and you need to be prepared. That's why I, it's part of the reason why I was not happy about redraft this year because you can't build your team that way. Like, In Dynasty, I can choose to split up my Dynasty value among 16 assets in a a start 10 league, whereas other people might be comfortable with 12 relevant ones. So like, but in redraft, I don't get that choice. So that was frustrating, I suppose. Um, But yeah, depth is important and uh, waiver wire with depth. Just never stop, never stop looking. I uh, absolutely. I started Miles Gaskin in my championship game, so yeah. he was on the waiver wire. Yeah. Yep. I started Kalen Balage at some point <laughs> <laughs> when he was on the Chargers. Yes. No. I, I, mean, I Justin Jefferson probably won won some. Uh, well, yeah, too, so. he was not obviously on dynasty waiver wires, but in, in redraft, <laughs> he was was he on waiver wires. Here yeah, and there. Get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here and there. I, I think yeah. some people he broke out pretty early, so I think some people hung on. I remember I had a league I was helping someone, and we we just hung on because the roster was pretty deep. But I, I could have seen him hit waivers in the shallow leagues. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Depth is so important. I, I wrote that article um, about the COVID year or whatever, and that was one of the things I mentioned that, that like I learned from this year too is like just. And I, I kind of pre-planned for it going into it because I thought that that was going to be, and it worked out. I had a lot of depth on, on all my dynasty rosters and it, and it just like, I outlasted a lot of, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of leagues, you know what I mean? So um, I definitely love that Hopefully one. Hopefully uh, not me. normal though. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Hopefully depth at that level is not needed yeah. for the future. <laughs> um, for me, I think Uriah kind of taught me this a little bit and just seeing it happen in SFBX and, and in some of my other leagues, um, I preached a little bit about, you know, holding on to your fab if you could, because at the end of the year, you can obviously use that to your advantage, but especially in dynasty where you can trade fab, which is most leagues. 
I mean, it's not as important. And I, you know, I missed out on a lot of James Robinson shares for sure, because I was afraid to just like drop a good amount of fab on him in most leagues. And I think that those are, those are the more important uh, fab spends, right? Is when you land a guy like that with that kind of value, where you now have an asset to trade or do whatever you want with. Yeah, we did. We we talked about that, like save your fab. And then we kind of went back and forth with it, but this year, I mean, for me, if you're talking about console wars, you know, I dropped every last penny I had was a little over 70% of my total budget on James Robinson. And I'm super happy about it, you know? And then also I don't have to worry about waivers and shit the rest of the year, really, because I don't have any money. (laughs) So the other thing though, with that is it's dynasty owners check out of waivers around week nine. So you don't need money because you'll get it with nothing. Unless you're absolutely the only reason to save your money is if your league has a $1 minimum, then I would actually recommend saving money because you'll get, I got in, so trade addicts has a one at $1 minimum to bid. And I got so many, a lot of the really active owners spent everything and they had nothing left. So they couldn't bid, but I got a lot of, you know, the owners who had money left are the ones who are napping. So I got a lot of good players down the stretch for $1. So, but I personally prefer $0 minimum. So any league I started would have a $0 minimum. And in that case, go ahead, drop all your fab in the first couple of weeks. And then dynasty owners will check out. And in the last seven weeks, you'll, you'll get your good players for zero anyway. So. Yeah. And I, I honestly, like I, that's why I said on mine, drop a large percent of it because like, I'd totally be willing going forward to drop like 70%, 80% or something and hold on. If you, if what Carp's saying, if you have that $1 minimum, then you hold on to like 10, 20 bucks, whatever it is. And, and you'll be good towards the end of the year. But I just think like I missed out on a ton of value on James Robinson. And I think there's a, there's those guys every year, it's going to happen, you know, not, I mean, not every year, but you know, generally you'll have one or two guys break out that have a ton of value and you know, you don't want to miss out on them. There's usually not very many. There's usually no, like, it's true. There's not multiple per year. There's not, there's I'm usually there aren't any. Per year. Yeah. That's why I said it's not every year, but like generally you get, yeah. you know, you can get a good, a really good player out of in there. 20, and, in 2019, know. I don't think there were any. Uh, yeah. Thinking back, I, I don't not know like if there that. were any big ones. There were quarter, a couple not, quarterbacks. Not like there was Gardner Minshew. That was the big one. Yeah. Super there fun. you go. Gardner but Minshew. If, and I got him in a couple. But in one QB, <laughs> there was nothing. 2018, there was Philip Lindsay. What about you, Uriah? What'd you learn from this season? So this is something we talked about in uh, the New Year's episode where it's kind of our, my resolution, and mm-hmm. I'm still trying to work on it, but as a, I'll be quick with this. But yeah, don't be afraid to trade. Uh, you could always fix bad trades with another trade. That's what Outhouse says on his pod, and it's true. And then just never be comfortable. I go back to the, the, the league I'm in with uh, Josh, I have a really good team. I had a really good team in May and it was super solid. I had a ton of wide receiver depth, good guys like Godwin and stuff that like I wasn't even using the whole year and Galladay, things like that. I could have traded. I missed the finals by like four points. And if I had made it to the finals, I would have won the whole damn thing. If I had just not been so content with my roster and tried to just get a little bit better, you know, I would have been, I would have been laughing. I would have been winning. So this year, I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to be content with like, good. This roster looks great. These guys are awesome. But it's like, yeah, you could always get better. And really the only way to get better is to trade. So I just got to like man up and do it more often and not be scared to do it. So, you know, that that's my lesson learned, right? I could have, I could have cashed out and instead I didn't because I liked, I liked my guys. So 
Yeah, that was that was kind of my resolution last year, and you saw you saw me kind of do that this year. Just like I you was did, like, big time, and you won. Fi- yeah, and <clears throat> I did win in that one, and I I almost won in in a salary cap league run by John Bosch. I I got really far in that one. Um, and the, the, I mean, I'm only in a couple of them, but it's yeah, man, trading it really matters, and you you got to you you know with especially with these dynasty leagues like where people can build monster teams you have to be willing to go that extra kind of like mile to to make your team better towards the end if you can i think so at least that's what's helped me do you trade a lot carp um from time to time uh depends on like i don't know i i mean i traded in the trade addicts league i traded i think 50 some i had more trade- <laughs> um but sometimes i can go kind of quiet on trading i um i often like to take a a strategic waiting approach as in like i don't try to i don't trade i don't find trading fun as in like there's nothing about trading that's inherently fun i like winning so if trading is gonna make me win i'll make 30 trades. If every trade offer I get sucks, well, I'll make zero trades. I don't care. So, I so win. you straight you trade out of necessity, not out of like oh. enjoyment or want or value. I try not to put myself in situations where I have to trade. Do you initiate trades often or do you more so let it come to initiate you? trades? But that, you initiate them? Well, yeah, because okay. otherwise. So you are looking. So you're looking for value. It's not yes, like you're not out there looking. But not for as it. much as yeah. I used to. Go, go, keep up your quota and make a trade in the trade addicts league and enjoy yourself. I did right? make a trade. I did make a trade in the trade addicts league this week. Actually, I can tell. I can tell you that you would not like it. Yeah. Why? What was it? I'll, I'll let this be the last thing. What I traded trade? for Ceh. Oh yeah, I saw you had him really high this year, didn't you? In redraft, well, I like over. But everyone had him high in redraft going into twenty twenty, right? I think I would. Yeah. Oh, I, I only I only yeah. had him at five, right? Some people bought him higher. I think I would go on him going in. Um, I took him at uh, one oh eight in redraft, and then yeah, mad a lot of people. So. That's. <laughs> are you are you excited about him from a dynasty perspective? Not really. Like, it's... I'm, I'm not either. I mean, like, I traded. I so here, I'll tell you what I traded away. It was a super flex league. I traded Amari Cooper and a 2022 second. I don't know where the 2010, 22. I fucking love that, by the way. I don't I like Amari Cooper. I so think it's fair. I'm okay with it. I don't love it as much after CEH's performance. You gave up some value, obviously. Like, you gave up a little bit of value. I, I think, think it's fair. It, it is fair. I, I think it's I fine. But um, I would I would take the CEH side personally, just, but I've never been an Amari Cooper guy. I mean, like I've written plenty of articles about that. Not but, an Amari uh, Cooper guy. I just yeah, no, I know, I know you aren't. I, I I know that's not your perspective. I'm just saying, like from mine, I oh I smashed deal for me. I've always been very but, middling um, on on. I've always liked him, but I've never loved him. Yeah. I've always thought he's. I've always thought when everyone loves him, they're overselling it, and when everyone then turns around and hates on him, they're overdoing it. Like yeah, I, I probably I have a very average opinion on Amari but yeah I, I don't know fair. that was that was my deal I think it's I think it's okay I, I think it's fine. it is yeah, the title fair. winning team I I don't know who you think is going to help me win more next year CEH or Amari well from a Cowboys fan's perspective I know it's got to be Amari 
<laughs> <laughs> it depends on your roster construction, obviously. Well, but, great uh, league, so there's not a lot of starting requirements. It's just one, 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 a super flex, and, and then flex. flex. So yeah. it it generally just comes down to who scores more, like straight across the board, and running backs tend to score know. more. I think I might be too low on CH going into next year. Honestly, I, I'm. It's just like concerning the way he was used there, and I'm not sure he's going to be like totally. I don't think he's ever. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's ever going to get the workhorse role. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think he's built for it, to be honest. It would help me win if C, like if CH were a borderline RB1 and Amari Cooper were a low-end wide receiver one, I'd be better off with CH on my team, put it that way. Well, that I mean, that's that's a very, very, very likely chance he's a low-end RB1. Yeah. If, if that's so how it plays I, I give out. It to you. So yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate it. I also think that uh, CH is going to last more in dynasty value maybe. He's, um, I think he, he's about five years younger than Amari. So even though he's a running back and Amari's a wide receiver, I think CH is slightly less far along on the dynasty value curve than Amari at this point. Close though. Running back versus wide receiver is a big deal. Definitely. But he's like just started. Yeah. yeah I, I felt like that was a very nondescript trade. I feel like you could see it either way and be totally fine with it at this point. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, Carp, for coming on. Uh, really do appreciate it. I'll let everybody listening to this to follow him on Twitter at DFF underscore Carp. He puts out really good uh, videos that give you an intro into all the thousands of articles he writes. Bless his heart. Really great dude. Uh, always answers your questions. Always. Uh, give us a follow at Dynasty Underdog, me at Just Your IFF, and uh, sorry, man. Billy, <laughs> Willie Beeman, DFF, and Josh Goldberg, AGP. Follow their pod at any given pod. Mm-hmm.